A Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. I'm Auntie Nat. I'm Auntie Cecily. We are so glad you've decided to join us in our worship time with the King. How are you today, kids? Good. Good. Auntie Cecily, do we have someone to say hello to who's been watching our program? Yes, I'd like to say hello to Alison from Newcastle and Crystal from Coorinbong, New South Wales. Hello. Hello. It's lovely we have so many children joining us every week for our worship. Now, we can't forget to say hello to Teddy. Hello, Teddy. Our worship times wouldn't be the same without you. Jeremiah, can you please say a prayer for us before we commence our worship time? Dearest Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us all back safely through another week. Thank you for the Sabbaths, Sabbaths so that we can rest. Thank you for the children who are joining in our worship time. Please bless them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Jeremiah. Arnie Cecily, do you have another key to the kingdom to share with us this week? Yes, I do. Matthew, can you open our gift box and find out another gift that God wants to give us to help us to get to the kingdom? Faith. And what's the text on the other side of the tag? Psalms 34, 8. Thanks, Matthew. Erin, could you please read that verse from the Bible for us? O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Thank you, Erin. Faith is important. To have faith in God means to trust God and to believe what he says. In Hebrews 11, which is known as the faith chapter in the Bible, we discover that faith is believing God and doing the things that he asks us to do. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Many wonderful things were done through faith by people listed in this chapter, including Noah, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, Rahab and others we've studied about. Later, we're going to see how Solomon trusted and obeyed God in every detail and as a result, built the most magnificent temple that the world has ever seen. If we have faith, we too can do many wonderful things for God. Hebrews 11.6 tells us that we cannot please God unless we do have faith. So our faith key is a very important key. Through all the studies we've done in the Bible so far, there is more than enough evidence for us to have faith and trust in God. But one of my favorite evidences comes from having a personal experience with God in which I can taste and see how good God is as Psalm 34 verse 8 said. You don't have to rely on someone else's faith. You can have your own faith in God. Mm. So as we spend time with the King this Sabbath, let's ask God to give us the gift of faith. 
Thanks, Arnie Cecily, for sharing that with us. Hebrews 11 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. I can see it's time now for our praise time because I can see that Braden's here with us. Thank you, Braden, for joining. It's good to be here. Hi, boys and girls. Let's sing the song, The Seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord. One, two, three, four, five, six days a week, God gave to us for work and play. One, two, three, four, five, six days he made, rested on the seventh day. God invites us all to join him on the seventh day of rest, for he called the day the Sabbath and he promised we'd be blessed. One, two, three, four, five, six days for us. The seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord. Amen. Brayden, can we please sing We're a Band of Happy Children? We certainly can. I love that song. Let's sing it together. Wonderful, wonderful, yes, my Lord is wonderful. Isn't Jesus, my Lord, wonderful? I just sing. Braden, I really enjoyed our songs today. Now it's time to see what Dr. John's been doing in his study. Let's go and visit him. Hello boys and girls, it's wonderful to be with you today. And I'm also saying hello to thousands and thousands and maybe millions of boys and girls all around the world. I'm so glad that you can be with us. Now, do you like going on holidays? Who would like to go on an overseas holiday and get in a jet and fly for hours to some mystery destination? It'd be pretty good. A little girl called Tilly lived in England and it was cold, it was winter, and she would have loved a holiday. And one day her father came in and said, Tilly, would you like to go on a holiday in a nice warm place on the other side of the world. Oh yes, she wanted to go. And they got on the plane and they flew for about 15 hours and landed in Thailand. And they were at a beach and she was having a wonderful time sitting on the beach, swimming. 
And because she was from England, I think she might have got a little bit sunburnt. But she was sitting on the beach and she was looking out at the water. Everything was nice. And she saw something strange. She saw fish flopping around on the sand. She thought, that's unusual. And then she suddenly saw that the water was going out. And where she had been swimming was now dry land. And she suddenly thought of what her geography teacher, Mr. Kinney, had said two weeks before. He said, when the water goes out and the sand starts to fizz and bubble and you see fish flopping around, get out and run because it means a tsunami. A tsunami is a tidal wave and it can just wipe everything out. And what had happened thousands of miles away, a great big earthquake under the sea had just boom like that and the waves were coming. And Tilly was sitting there and she thought, I better get off the beach. And she looked up and down the beach. There were 300 people on the beach. And she thought, I can run away, but shall I warn them? No, because people will call me the name I hate more than anything else. If your name was Tilly, you wouldn't want to be called Silly Tilly. Oh, maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. And all of a sudden she jumped up and she ran down the beach. Run, run, tsunami's coming. And her daddy said, Tilly? I hope he didn't say, silly Tilly. What are you doing? There's a tsunami coming, there's a tsunami. Oh, Tilly. Mr. Keeney told me in school, look, the water's gone out. The sand's bubbling, the fish are flopping. And daddy said, oh, I think you're right. He went one way, she went the other, up the beach. Run, 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 get off the beach. A tsunami's coming. A tsunami came all right. It was the worst tsunami that we have known in many, many years. And I've got a picture of it. It was really, really bad. You know, these people here probably died in the next few seconds. This was where Tilly was having a holiday. So it was the beach next door and she ran up the beach and these people got out and not one person on that beach died that day because of what she did. I've got a picture of Tilly. Just an ordinary little girl. But she had great courage. She knew, even though she was scared, even though she was little, that she had to do the right thing. And one of the rarest things we see in the world today is people with courage, particularly boys and girls who feel that I'm too little and too small. And this girl became world famous. She is still very humble. She's grown up now, she's over 20 years old. But she was a girl who had the courage to get up and no matter what people might think, she was prepared to do the brave thing, even though people were silly, you know, thought she was silly. God wants people with courage. And I pray that for you today. Thank you, boys and girls. 
Hello, welcome back. It's time for our Bible study. I hope you have your Bibles ready so you can follow along with us. Annie Cecily, can you please say a prayer for us before we commence our study? Dear Heavenly Father, we just pray a special blessing on all the children, especially those who are joining us in our Bible study. Just pray for your Holy Spirit that you'd help us to understand and to love and to follow the things that we learn lessons from. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, do you remember, Erin, what we learned about last Sabbath? Solomon asked God for wisdom. He certainly did. And did God answer his prayer? Yeah. Yes, he did. Today, we're going to be flipping between 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles, as the story today is recorded in both books. We're going to start in 2 Chronicles. Erin, can you please read 2 Chronicles 2, 1 to 3? Then Solomon determined to build a temple for the name of the Lord, a royal house for himself. Solomon selected 70,000 men to bear burdens, 80,000 to quarry stone in the mountains, and 3,600 to oversee them. Then Solomon sent Hiram king of Tyre, saying, As you have dealt with with David my father, and sent him cedars to build himself a house to dwell in, so deal with me. Thanks, Erin. So King Hiram lived up here in Phoenicia, a place called Tyre. Can you point that out, Annie Cecily? Thank you. King Hiram and David had formed an alliance many years before as Hiram had sent David materials to build his palace. So here we are. We have Solomon now asking King Hiram to deal kindly with him. Let's see what King Hiram's response was. Caleb, can you read 2 Chronicles 2, 12 to 13? Hiram also said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who made heaven and earth, for he has given King David a wise son, endowed with prudence and and understanding, who built a temple for the Lord and the royal house for himself. And now I have sent a skillful man endowed with understanding, Hiram, my master craftsman. Mm, It's getting a bit tricky with these names, isn't it? King Hiram sent his master craftsman named Hiram to Solomon, and he also assured him that they would supply him with all the timber he would need, the most famous of these being the cedars of Lebanon, which were well known for their fine, strong wood and wonderful scent. Let's go back to our map. Annie Cecily, can you show us, please? Because verse 16 tells us they were going to float the timber on rafts down the coast from Tyre to Joppa, which is about 136 kilometres. And then they were going to transport the timber by land to Jerusalem, which was about another 56 kilometres. Bethany, can you please read 1 Kings 6 2, please? Yeah. Now the house which King Solomon built for the Lord, its length was 60 cubits, its width 20, and its height 30 cubits. Okay, so let's look at our model here. We have a model of Solomon's temple, or another name for it was the first temple. Now, we looked at our measurement of a cubit back in our study when we studied the sanctuary that Moses built. A cubit is about 18 inches And when you convert inches to metres, the temple was about 27 metres long. It was about nine metres wide and it was about 13 metres high. So the temple wasn't really a huge building. But as we read on, we'll find out that it was pretty spectacular. Around the three sides of the temple were three levels of rooms or chambers, which were used for storing the temple's treasures 
and for the use of the priests. Okay, let's see what the temple was made from. Abigail, can you please read 1 Kings 6 verse 7? And the temple, when it was being built, was built with stone finished at a quarry so that no hammer or chisel or any iron tool was heard in the temple while it was being built. Thanks, Abby. So the main framework for the temple was stone, which was all prepared at a quarry. So there was no noise made at the temple site. Mm -hmm. Everything was done with precision. So when those stones arrived at the, at the work site, they fitted together perfectly. Matthew, can you please read 1 Kings 6, 15 to 16? And he built the inside walls from the temple with cedar boards from the floor of the temple to the ceiling. He panelled the inside with wood and he covered the floor with the temple with planks of cypress. Then, the, then he built the 20 cubit room at the rear of the temple with floor to ceiling with cedar boards. He built it inside as the inner sanctuary of the most holy place. Thanks, Matthew. So all the walls and ceilings were lined with cedar and the floors with cypress. Also, a room that was 20 cubits square or nine metres square in our measurement was built at the back of the temple, which was to be the most holy place. Let's see what went over the top of the cedar boards. Mia, can you please read 1 Kings 6.21? So, Sam, so Solomon overlaid the inside of the temple with pure gold. He stretched gold chains across the front of the inner sanctuary and overlaid it with gold. So the inside of both rooms was overlaid with gold. The verse also told us about some gold chains that went across in front of the most holy place. Arnie Cecily, can you please read 1 Kings 6, 23 and 27 to 28. Inside the inner sanctuary, he made two cherubim of olive wood, each 10 cubits high. Then he set the cherubim inside the inner room and they stretched out the wings of the cherubim so that the wing of the one touched one wall and the wing of the other cherubim touched the other wall and their wings touched each other in the middle of the room. Also, he overlaid the cherubim with gold. Mm. So the two cherubim were made of olive wood and were covered with gold and they were massive. They were 4.5 metres tall and with their wings outstretched covered the width of the room, which was about nine metres wide. Mm. The cherubim represented the heavenly angels guarding the law of God as the Ark of the Covenant was going to sit under the cherubim's outstretched wings. Aaron, can you please read 1 Kings 6, 29 to 30? Then he carved all the walls of the temple all around, both the inner and the outer sanctuaries, with carved figures of cherubim, palm trees and open flowers. And the floor of the temple he overlaid with gold, both the inner and the outer sanctuaries. So carved into the walls of the temple were cherubim, palm trees and flowers. And verse 30 also tells us even the floors were covered in gold. Now we have a picture here to show you. Aunty Cecily, can you show us? And I'll point out to all the beautiful things that were inside the temple because we can't really see inside this model. So can you see that? Look at all that gold, hey? So here are the palm trees up here and the cherubim. Okay, and the angels carved into the wall. You can see the floors and the wall and the ceiling with gold. 
And at the back here is the most holy place. And here are the cherubim, and you can just see under the cherubim's legs, you can see the Ark of the Covenant sitting there. Do you think it's pretty beautiful? It's gorgeous, isn't it? Thank you, Aunty Cecily. Now, remember last Sabbath, we spoke about all that gold. There was 8,000 talents of it. Well, you could just see from the picture, that's where all that gold went. Pretty expensive paint, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of money worth in that. Now, if we were to continue to read, verse 38 tells us in that it took seven years to build the temple. Caleb, can you please read 1 Kings 8, 6, please? Then the priests brought the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord to its place into the inner sanctuary of the temple to the most holy place under the wings of the cherubim. So the priests brought the Ark of the Covenant from another part of the city where it had been in its special tent and placed it in the most holy place under the cherubim's wings, which I just showed you on the picture. Let's have a look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what they have to shine on the, what we've been reading. Bethany, can you read that for us, please? Of surpassing beauty and un unrivaled splendour was the palatial building which Solomon and his associates erected from God and his worship, gone and his worship, garnished with precious stones, su surrounded by spacious courts with magnificent approaches and lined with carved cedar and burnished gold. The temple structure with its broidered hangings and rich furnishings was a fit emblem of the living church of God on earth. Thanks, Bethany. So the temple was a beautiful sight to behold. Now that everything was completed, Solomon gathered all of Israel to the temple for dedication for a dedication service. Solomon interceded or prayed on behalf of all Israel. Let's see what happens next. Abigail, can you read Second Chronicles 7, 1 to 2? When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, the, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Wow, so what an awesome event that must have been. God accepted Solomon's prayer and the offerings and sacrifices. He also must have been very happy with the temple as his presence filled it immediately, which also showed that Solomon followed the building plans that God inspired his father David to write. Okay, let's go over to our memory verse in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, and let's read that together. And this is a book that Solomon wrote. Okay. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So if we trust in God and his wisdom and acknowledge him, he will guide us in our lives, just like he guided Solomon in building the temple. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we studied today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, as Auntie Nat said, you can get your own devotionals. Yes, you can download them free from our website at adaywiththeking.com. And Anna, we can't forget to tell the kids to check out Teddy's blog. We have some behind the scene photos of filming the program. Yes, and we also have some photos of Teddy going on his annual visit to the vet. We love to hear where around the world you're watching the program from, so drop us a line and let us know. Get a pen and write down our email address now, dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au. 
So, so hop online today. Thanks, Kate and Anna. Girls and boys, if you have any questions about the devotionals, you can contact us at the address on the screen. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to study about next week? Yes, next Sabbath, we are going to look at a few different things. One is about a queen. The other is lots and lots of gold. And what happens when you have too much of it? So it's going to be a very interesting study. Make sure you come back next week. Annie Cecily, shall we go over the memory verse that we looked at in our Bible study? Yes. Let's say it all together, children. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Well, children, our worship time's almost over again. Erin, what did you learn about the King today? That God wants us to ask for more faith so we can do great things in him. Yes, he does. When we pray and ask God for more faith, it's a prayer that God loves to answer. Mm. Auntie Nat, it's time to sing our blessing song to the children, isn't it? Yes, it is. Children, can you turn around so that the children at home can see you? about Jesus because he loves children. My favourite Bible story is David because how he trusted and had lots of faith in God through all the tough times. My favourite story is Ruth because she was brave to follow Naomi to a foreign town. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.